the Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. And each week on the Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. I'm coming again to you solo this week, uh, unfortunately due to technical difficulties. Uh, I had originally planned to put out an episode either with Jamie Gain or Grant Parr this week, but due to unforeseen technical difficulties, like I said, this has not been the case, uh, so I thought I would do a episode by myself. Um, obviously, those two episodes I will look to reschedule and bring them to you at a later date. So do stay tuned for both of those episodes. Uh, a little bit of backing information for both of those guests. So you, so it gives you a chance to see if you want to listen to either of those. Uh, for a little bit of backing information for Jamie Gain, he is an adaptive athlete in both judo and obstacle course racing and throwing sports. Uh, his interest in sports first began when he joined the Army Cadet Force in 2008. And then he went on to represent his organization and on a bigger picture representing his country. And as we were talking this week, he had recently come back from the European Championships out in Poland and we were discussing the fact that there is no classification type scenario around the fact that individuals need to qualify the same case being as an able-bodied person. So that is uh, a topic that is of great importance that I would like to bring to you at a later date. And with regards to Grant Parr, he is the author of the book, The Next One Up, Mindset, How to Prepare for the Unknown. He's also a keynote speaker and mental performance coach. And also, he hosts his own show called 90% Mental Podcast. So, we're in, in, I'll give you like a brief synopsis of what we spoke about. Uh, it's very much heavily around the mental aspect of an athlete and how do you actually prepare for the unknown. Uh, for him, it was the case being that he played American football he, later in, in his career, got injured uh, and took a hiatus of 20 years away from the game, obviously, due to, I'll, I'll, I'll use the coin the term, hatred. Because obviously he'd given so much to the sport, and then he's de- delved this massive blow and kind of taken away from him. So that one, obviously, those are two episodes that I have let them both know. I appreciate them taking their time out their busy schedules to come on and record it in the first place. And I look to uh, salvage in one case or another bits of those episodes and make them bonus content at a later date and obviously bring you the original format of what that was going to be originally and then go from there. So in today's episode, instead, it is going to be just me 
and I am going to talk to you a little bit about my um oh gosh, how would I put it into words? Um circumstances around sport as well because and open up and be a little bit as vulnerable as I can in terms of the time in my career where necessarily the coaching staff had a how would I put this into words a certain stereotype that they wanted to put into materialization be it I'm going to use probably specifically the time in my rowing career, be it they had a envisioned type of athlete that they wanted, be it somebody that was six foot plus tall and weighed about, in British terminology, oh God, what would it be? About 15 stone, so it would be, I'm 11 stone at a push, which is 70 kilos so it'd be about 140 pounds for everybody listening in the US. So they would be looking at an athlete that is probably nearing 200 kilos and about not, to, not sorry, not 200 kilos, uh, about over 100 kilos and about probably 200, 250. So something that you would envision probably American football player or something like that in terms of that's the athlete that they wanted to put in for my discipline of obviously at that time paralympic rowing so you you may ask well what was my mindset when that actually occurred well this is a difficult one because and i was asked to describe what kind of motivates you to keep pushing forward when you actually endure an obstacle or adversity or however you want to call it but i think for me it was, quote-unquote, yes, it is an obstacle because in no uncertain terms, I don't fit that mould that they wanted, that ideology that, that, that they envisioned that the athlete had to be to be successful. But I think what spurred me on, and you could say this is, to a certain extent, an external motivator, it's to prove somebody wrong, well, why do I have to conform sorry, to that mould of, of, of being that particular athlete? I'm going to prove to you that I can be this different kind of mould and be successful. So to a certain extent, yes, that, it was, that was an external motivator. But I would obviously like to envision that I also had a great sense of belief in myself to succeed. Okay. I did obviously have people in my corner to support that way of thinking to keep me on the straight and narrow to be positive, be it my family, um, my coaching staff within the sport within Wales, so Disability Sport Wales, um, oh gosh, what's the organisation called? Uh, Rowing Wales, and have people in my corner to say, well, if we can get you to be the best athlete that you can be, irrespective of those um, ceilings being, being put on yourself, you can be successful. But So I think when adversity does strike, 
you don't quite fit the mold you you could put it into uncertain terms you're not quite tall enough you're not quite quick enough what do you do when that scenario presents itself you can either shy away from it or or, or tackle it head on so okay in my case being it was I took it on head on and rolled with it and kind of moved forward uh, to do to kind of want to be successful it was an avenue I had to cross because it was an obstacle that was put in my way but I envisioned successes beyond the national team it was to strive to and I talk about this in a process type of way be it they were kind of stepping stones it be I wanted to make the team I wanted to then make the the next major championship so okay for us in that occasion that circumstance was the world championships the next avenue presents itself Paralympics and I think because I don't talk about this in the light of day okay it's very difficult because I'm reframing it and reflecting on memories um so it is difficult to put into words what do you do when that circumstance and and kind of a certain uh, uncontrollable state does arise because obviously if a coach has a certain perception uh, a certain person that they want to go with how do you facilitate and position yourself to look so they look at you in a different light um so i think with me it probably did help that i move locations because the coaching staff are able to see you day in day out um and i think maybe what i won't say hindered my progress before that was because of my personality even to this day is is quite laid back and you probably can tell from how i'm talking um, I'm quite easy going in terms of in the sporting realm, and there is probably people listening to this can can very much relate. When it does come across at times that you can be perceived as lazy, you don't care, um, and I'm going to loosely kind of swear here, you couldn't give a shit in terms of that is the aura that you give off. Whereas if I put it from a different perspective and I do talk about it occasionally well if I didn't think in terms of that mind frame that I was lazy I couldn't care or I couldn't give a shit altogether why would I put my body through that day in day out so I think you do need to think of it from the perspective of the other person uh you could use the analogies of looking it through their perspective, uh, walking in their shoes, and obviously you could say, well, that way you're acting does give off that illusion. But obviously when they can see the work rate that you put in, and you can talk about it from the perspective of you call it whatever you want to call it, uh, put in the work, uh, grind harder than somebody else, um, putting in the hours more than another individual, 
to put you in that position. But obviously, that is a process. But so it, it does. Okay, those are all physical attributes. Doing more than than anybody is doing at that particular time. Uh, Kobe Bryant talked about putting in work workout rates. Be it doing it first thing in the morning, uh, obviously practicing at school, and then practicing late at night and then building his his rest and recovery around that so yes from one perspective yes you could do that but in terms of where i am coming from it is a mental shift that you may have to take because if you take on board this illusion that is being printed presented in front of you be it per se you're not fast enough you're not tall enough, you're not strong enough, and you take that on board, you're going to start questioning yourself. Whereas where I'm coming from, because that inner belief was so strong, I kind of didn't care. I would gloss over the fact that, well, you're telling me I don't fit the mold. Well, let me go and prove to you that doesn't matter. I'm going to do it anyway. So you could say that it is this notion that I, I, I said at the very beginning of the show that is trying to prove somebody wrong. Yes, on the one hand, yeah, that is correct. Uh, but on the other is this notion that you're going to do it anyway. You're going to do it for you. It is a... Not not necessarily a self motivator, but it is, um, and I'm going to loosely use these these three words together. It, it comes back to obviously, it's a, you're passionate in what you you're doing. So at the at the end of the day, I'm going to steal this quote again. Uh, that the film is more than a game. You you obviously love what you're doing. Firstly, secondly. You are dedicated to what you're doing, so you're going to do it no matter what the reward is because generally the external motivator in any sport is the prize at the end of it, be it the trophy, the medal, the accolades, you name it, etc. And then obviously, finally, the obsession. Uh, And this is where I think from an outward perspective, I think athletes can be relate to it because they don't necessarily see the the downside, the pitfall or the negativity that the, the word associates itself with. Where I think from an outward perspective, people look at it as bad because it's like, well, if you're obsessive with something, it takes over your life. Whereas I think from an athletic perspective... The obsession lies in the incrypticities in terms of you're wanting to get not everything perfect, but you want to get every ounce of effort out of yourself. And if you can get those three to work on a tangent with each other, and this is probably where when I use the three words, I see no difference between them because it comes down to the initial factor of you are doing it not for what the sport is going to bring you, 
but you're doing it for the enjoyment factor. It, you could care less about everything else that comes with it. Okay, you could argue, well, James, how do you progress up the ladder if you do not have a, a carrot to, to strive to, a goal to accomplish? I'm not saying don't don't obviously use those as little bit of motivation along the way because there's going to be times where your own motivation doesn't quite cut it because we all know, depending on where you live, this is more difficult than, than others. The winter months are sometimes difficult to get yourself out of bed to, to go to practice. Um, some sports more difficult than others. Uh, obviously, the late uh, the late mornings, the early mornings, should I say, with swimmers, uh, the summer workouts with basketball, American football, probably more so American football. But those hard grind sessions that you know you're going to have to endure to make a team, and you just can't quite motivate yourself. Okay. That's maybe where you want to employ an external motivator to give you an impetus to keep pressing on. And you kind of use go between a growth mindset and a fixed one. And and, and there's no problem probably going between the two. Okay, you don't want to kind of sway too much probably towards a fixed mindset because you're going to get stuck in a rut. But obviously, if you went the flip side of that and always wanted to grow and wanted to better yourself, so be it studying film, um, analysing your opponents to a T, and this is obviously where obsession comes into it, you are wanting to work more than somebody else is willing to do, obviously you're going to be successful in, in, in that light. So coming back to my overriding point in terms of not letting, obviously, I'm not going to say stereotype, but what is commonplace within well, everybody's sport within Great Britain, not having a, an impact on my career going forward. How did I do it? I took it on board. This is what you stereotypically envision will work in Paralympic sport. I didn't agree because probably because I knew no better uh, from that perspective. Uh, and I, I had a curiosity of probably seeing what was to come because it was a new sport for me. I'd never, I'd never gone near a rowing boat, never picked up a rowing blade in my entire life up until that point. But I loved it. It was uh, speaking to a client more recently about it. This love of being at one with nature, it, it kind of, I can't put into words of, in terms of what it brings you. It brings you happiness, um, obviously obviously helps with your mood in terms of uh, when the sun's out, it gives you those properties and, and you, you are obviously getting vitamins, that's going to help you. But it's that sense of freedom, it, it didn't matter what time of the year it was for me, I enjoyed to some degree, going to training every single day. I, I know, like, I was talking about, yeah, there's going to be hard days that you don't want to get out of bed. Those are generally, obviously, in that, that sport being being indoors, 
it's not nice because it, it, you don't get the sun. But I'll, well, case in point, being the winter months, it wouldn't really matter because uh, the sun isn't at its highest. So you're not getting the, as much of the benefits as you would be, say, this time of the year, obviously in the Northern Hemisphere. And I do apologise to people listening in the Southern Hemisphere. It, it would be the complete opposite in terms of this time of the year for you guys. But you do get that satisfaction that you are getting a push, a bit of a bonus. It's like that warm glow on 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 your on the back of your, your neck. It, it feels nice. So I think it strives to make you want to push that but more that much more in terms of to progressing. But I think coming back to your overriding point, it comes down to I think this overriding factor, you shouldn't care what other people think. If you want to do it, do it anyway. It, it, it's, it is what it is. It doesn't matter if it's in the athletic realm, the real world, how we want to call it. There is always going to be naysayers out there that say you can't do it. There's not necessarily you have to do it their way, your way. There is going to be a way and finding that flexibility and adaptability to any scenario that that does arise. And it's trying to look at it from that perspective when adversity does present itself. And I think if we do look at it from those perspectives and not put limitations on ourselves, be it the coins of pessimism to a certain extent, be it... I can't, and you all heard this, I can't, I won't, I I don't. And, what, and it kind of puts a stopper on your ability to be able to do something because you are, by all, in all sense and purposes, putting limitations on yourself because you start replaying that over and over again like a tape recorder, CD, even we'll have to have to update this to a certain extent to a modern sense, be it Spotify or any app that you will listen to music. You listen to something over and over again, it sorts of brainwashes you. You you get accustomed to being able to replay put something on repeat without even thinking about it. Whereas you think of it from a mental perspective, what harm can that do to you? Uh Go, do going forward it's going to be very detrimental whereas if we put of it in terms of actually a different one and, and I learned this by speaking to Will Burns quite recently if we use the law of transmutation uh, and actually start using what I've used in this whole entire episode turning a negative into a positive we actually st and start using words as you ju you're not you're not you aren't ready yet or not just yet. I think you put yourself in a bit of better position than like I was talking about. If you were very dismissive of yourself of not not fitting a mold that somebody else is putting onto you, be it they are putting their 
beliefs into you. Um, they are shining a light, however you want to call it, on their ideology, where you might not actually be able to communicate it to say, well, I don't agree. And sometimes obviously from a sports perspective, you can't do that because you can't question the authority of a coach because that's going to undermine his authority. And you're going to be even put in a, in a worse position than you probably currently are in terms of if you aren't perceived in that certain light that you're not, you're not as quick as somebody, uh, you're not as tall and they don't think because you have those limitations, you might not be able to live up to expectation of being able to play at that certain position or compete in that certain sport. Whereas if we looked at it from a perspective of, and I'm going to use this example of going from, from, a, from a naturalistic point of view now, in terms of how we would you look at things from this perspective, which actually has a greater impact on the other? And let me ask you this, and you guys can think this over your head, you obviously pause it and have a, a sense of, to reflect on, on this, this actual, um, it's not a quote, but in terms of question that I'm asking of you, which has a greater impact on the other? Does the sky make the sea blue? Or on the hand, other hand, does the sea make the sky blue? And I'll leave that for you to ponder over uh, and make your own um, observations, own thought process as which has a greater impact on the other. And if you can relate that to yourself, when these do actually occur, these adversity problems uh, and thinking what has a greater impact on you going forward I think that it's, it's it actually gets you to take a step back and be very reflective as opposed um, opposed to be very confrontational because you will look at it from a perspective of what you could say enlightenment to a certain extent I'm not going to go all guru from that perspective but it enables you to look at a certain circumstance from a different light because I could have gone at it and I'm going to kind of wrap up the episode now. I could have looked at it very differently than I did. And this would have been oof, about 13 years ago. I could have been very bullish in terms of, well, you think this, I think this is total BS. That's very discriminatory towards me. Okay, I was heavily going into a predominantly white sport. So, but that aside, it is what it is. Because I was the new new kid on the block. Um, obviously, for the the um, older audience listeners, there's no connection to the the boy band. Obviously. Uh, with me being my 30s, that would be very much. For the younger ones, from that perspective, it's going in, you don't want to be that aggressive in terms of that. You want to take a step back. You want to prove that from a st physical standpoint, you can live up to being the smaller person. And, I, and I'm going to say it metaphorically, obviously, being the bigger man. 
but you want to obviously try and beat that person in every component that you you best can. So be it from my perspective, I look to, I'm not going to say destroy the person in every facet of the word, but okay, I did it in the case B, be it whatever trial we had, be it on the water, in the gym, I look to put some distance between me. So if there was any circumstance that arose, height was not a factor. It, you were not going to get within touching distance of me. So if it was close on any call, we can't go back to case in point. Well, this is the stereotypical person I want. I want this dude to be massive and and, and go it from that perspective. So I did everything I could within the letter of the law, like like what I was saying, in terms of not going in it bullishly and looking at it going from that perspective. So in conclusion for this episode, what you can take from it is number one, is obviously like I said towards the end of the episode, don't be bullish. Look to take a step back in the circumstance that you're within uh, and look at this that analogy that I use with the sky versus the sea and vice versa and look at it and look to take from it what you will uh, and look to obviously implement it within your life and be very uh, conductive of that and going forward. Thirdly, is to look at what, what is actually motivating you. What, what What is the driving factor for you continuing on this journey? Is it one of, obviously, internal motivation, uh, self-belief, etc.? Or is the external motivator dictating to you where you want to go within sport, be it all the accolades that come with it? And you've kind of lost your way. So it is finding that that position where you find it. There's nothing wrong with being externally motivated. Because everybody's been there at one point in time. But if you can find yourself nearer to putting that needle in the middle. Or maybe swaying it more towards inner belief. You're not going to waver in terms of that when that motivation actually goes. It's it. It's because what I was talking about with the three words. If the passion is there, you would do it no matter what the the outcome, the process, and the reward is going to be. You would do it for you. So if you can remember those three three points that I've said on on actual summary of the episode, I think it will put you in a great place. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let me know what you thought of the episode by tagging me over on Instagram at jamesoroberts11. And again, you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook. And as always, again, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk forward slash free dash resources. Make sure to check that out. The links will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame 
www.lipson.com under the category general. So once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week for another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast.